Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chills, Shivers, and Goosebumps. I am your host, Victor, and my second host here, Natalie. And she's back. I know I've received a few emails. People were saying, Where's Natalie? Why was she why wasn't she in this episode? <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, this is my show. I'll have whoever I want in this show. <laughs> and um joining us today, we have a very special guest. So Tom, Hello. you are our special guest today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the third episode. We have a guest today. <laughs> feels, so, feels so professional having guests already. I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think this was going to happen until maybe like 50 episodes in. Like maybe 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, with everything that's going on right now, how are, how are I mean, you know, I kind of don't didn't want to bring it up with, uh, you know, the whole coronavirus thing that's happening. I think we hear so much of it online news and stuff but i guess it's just something that you know we kind of have to people kind of you know are talking about it no matter you know it's like the everywhere you go everywhere you go it's like the new how's the weather (laughs) yeah yeah it really is yeah it's uh it's everywhere i mean i try to keep the talk to a minimal about it just for the same reason it's like at some point you just get so overloaded by it that it's you just need a break yeah exactly yeah I mean, everything that you, you know, you turn on the TV, you go onto Twitter, Instagram, it's all over the place. It's like you can't avoid it. Yeah, even going out has gotten really strange because everybody's like hiding. (laughs) Everyone's wearing masks and they look at you funny if you get too close. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a whole new way of life that we're living. Yeah, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. So how you been doing? How you been handling it now that you are, uh, you know not uh working yeah i mean uh it's a little boring i mean my creative outlets are very limited right now so uh so i'm glad to at least be able to do this at least get something you know no uh creative juices flowing it's just sort of completely paused yeah i hear you it's the same thing with me it's like we like there's really nothing now it's like uh, my business is really slow i mean there's not there's so much that we can do but and then also the creative you know the videos and all this stuff that i do it's like you really can't do anything so you're trying to figure out what what to do i mean the good thing is i have this little podcast thing that sometimes you know sometimes it gets a little hectic to do it but at the same time it's like it's just the editing that takes so long that it's just like uh i don't know if i want to do it today you know yeah well then you gotta figure it out you gotta get it done Put yeah those episodes out make the world happy yeah especially you know people want to get scared they want to they want to hear those campfire tales they want to hear something other than corona yeah <laughs> they want something else to spook them all right so enough talk about that um so we're gonna move on with um so how are you with super tom how are you with superstitions um i mean i I follow them pretty regularly. Like I, I like to do a lot of history on them, but as far as believing in them, I would definitely say I fall probably on the, I don't really believe in much of it. Okay. So it's, uh, I would say 50, 50. Uh, I'd probably say more 30, 70. I would say <laughs> I, I'm on the lower end of actually believing it. I mean, if <laughs> uh, Natalie, what are you, what are your beliefs in superstition? Um, well, I guess I grew up in a, hispanic household where my family is very superstitious but then i'm the one that kind of debunks their theories so i got into a lot of arguments with them so i'm really not too much of a believer but i like hearing about it because it gives me like a little thrill like oh maybe it is real you know Mm -hmm. that's about it so not really too not really too into it yeah yeah, I would say uh, I'm in I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle with it. Like I believe them. I I feel like I believe in some of them, but at the same time other ones I think it's just a lot of crap. <laughs> the one that I used to be very fearful was uh opening the umbrella in, oh, in yeah. the room in a, you know in in a, indoors and also the uh the the one uh, Tom mentioned breaking the mirrors. Yeah. I you remember know. you freaking out when Jubilee was trying to open the umbrella in the house. Oh, I- like don't do that. Go outside. <laughs> The reason that it's bad luck to open an umbrella is because they used to be made, I mean, they're still made out of metal and a little bit, but they used to be made out of much heavier 
sharper metal. And mm-hmm. if you open it up inside, a lot of the rooms were much smaller and people got hurt. And that's why it was such a bad luck thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So you probably will, you know, someone will be standing next to you and you pop their eyes off because, you know, you open the umbrella yeah. or break something in the house. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because back then materials were, were made differently. Better quality. Their, yeah, now it's yeah, just made like the cheaper. Last. Yeah. yeah, now they don't. They break easy. Like yeah. you can go through uh, like 50 umbrellas in a lifetime probably. Yeah. Instead of having one good solid one. Or just walk in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like man. I've seen so many umbrellas that are broken. And, uh, you know, when you go shopping, they're just like thrown around because nobody yeah, really cares about because them. Because the wind takes them too. Yeah. Uh, and I like one thing I like, I don't really believe in the bad luck of it, but walking under ladders. Like, I, I remember one time I, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to walk <laughs> under it. And then I was like, nope, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then I just walked around. Oh, it looks like, uh, well, we're doing this episode through Zoom, and it looks like Tom is trying hard to see if he can make out Natalie on the video. Oh, hi. <laughs> I didn't know it was like, coming in and out. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do, I was trying to be fancy and try to um, put a cool background, you know, because I've seen videos of people using this uh, program. So I was like, oh, they could change their backgrounds. Now I did it, and I don't know how to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, going back to omens, there is one that I I've heard before, but I wasn't too informative on it. Like, I've seen, I've heard of tribes, and I've heard like in the Hispanic culture in the Mexican area that um, the owls were um pretty much a bad omen if you heard them heard them hooting hooting is it called hooting hooing, hooing um during the day. Okay, so in most Native American tribes, owls are a symbol of death. Hearing owls hooting is considered an unlucky omen. They are the subject of numerous boogeyman stories told to warn children just to stay inside. Otherwise, the owl will carry them and take them away. In some tribes, owls are associated with ghosts. And the bony circles around an owl's eyes are said to be made of the fingernails of ghosts. Sometimes owls are said to carry messages from beyond and a grave to deliver supernatural warnings to people who have broken tribal's ta- tribal taboos. In the Aztec and Mayan religions of Mexico's owl serve as the messengers and companions of the gods of death. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, owls are really freaky. They can turn their head almost like 360 degrees. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people get really freaked out by them, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I did a lot of the same kind of research you did, and it, I, it seems to be a lot of different cultures are like that too. Like in Arabia, it says uh, they're a bird of ill omen, and they the embodiment of evil spirits that carries off children at nighttime. And uh, I thought this was kind of funny. There's one that says um, that from each female owl supposedly came two eggs. One held the power to cause hair to fall out, and one held the power to restore it. Thought that was kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, we solved the uh, hair loss problem. Okay. <laughs> you just gotta find that egg that the owl has. Yeah. Right, right. Like Animal Crossing, trying to find the egg. <laughs> oh, man. I think owls are cute. <laughs> with their well, heads spinning. <laughs> well, they're everywhere. You go to Target, they have baby clothes with owl know, images. Right? They got. Uh, I know. Like, I guess uh, we're not that afraid of them anymore as we were back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I think owls, they have their own mystery to it. I mean, they're cool. I mean, they're really nice to look at. Yeah. And like I said... They're very interesting creatures. It's uh, it's pretty much a... You know, like if you like I said, when you go to a store, you go to like a Target or Walmart, you see tons of clothing that has like an owl symbol. You have like salt shakers with owls in it. And I have never considered an owl to be a bad omen. <laughs> never considered it to be a bad omen, but... When I was reading this, I'm like, I do remember seeing in a movie that made me believe this was that when you do hear an owl hooting during the day, because, you know, they're supposedly nocturnal animals. Yeah. You it's it's a considered a bad omen that something bad's going to happen. And most of it, you know, it involves death. You know, the person who hears it, it's most likely going to die in the near future. I don't know how common it is that, you know, how people actually believe it. But after... Knowing that it is something that people do believe, some cultures have to believe in it for, you know, this to exist. Certain reasons, yeah. For certain reasons, yeah. 
and they have to all the origins come from somewhere whether or not it's true or not you know you're right they they do come from somewhere originally so somewhere down the line someone had to die when they heard a hooting owl in the middle of the day and they just went this is what happened yeah that's how that's how pretty much everything you know legends are started like you something happens and like okay that was the reason why without any scientific proof that that was the reason maybe he just was sick at the moment and just died but no we heard we heard the owl owl. that's why (laughs) or maybe he heard an owl in the middle of the day and just had a heart attack because no one's supposed (laughs) to be hearing owls in the middle of the day but if he drank some muddy water (laughs) he heard an owl (laughs) some bacteria water you know even even if that was true like how does a how does a story like that even begin it's like it's not like it's not like people had twitter or internet that they're posting that up at the moment you know if you see an accident you can take pictures of it like oh look at this accident and you kind of can picture how how it could have happened but if someone just died randomly dies like was there someone else with them that saw the owl and be like i'm gonna tell everybody to he be wrote careful. a final note <laughs> they it was a, an owl it was they, the owl <laughs> it was the owl i heard him during the day i was crossing the river and he was hooting at night i mean during, <laughs> during the day the not day. at night <laughs> another interesting fact about owls is that a lot of people that have been said to be abducted or had any experiences with extraterrestrials they say they see owls by like the second stage oh yeah like they see like a face that looks like an owl standing outside their window. It's usually a white owl. Oh yeah, I've heard about the the white owl. Yeah. yeah. So they see owls too, and like from all over like the world, people have reported seeing owls outside their windows, just staring in at them. Huh. So this is after they've been abducted. No, this is like before they get abducted. It's like the like the second step of their abduction, I guess. Like they get studied. Oh, so that's pretty much like a like a warning sign i guess maybe like or maybe it's just like an owl's like maybe just an owl watching them to see if they're valuable to take <laughs> well you know if it it might make some kind of sense because you know how we're pretty much have this picture of uh, the little green men with big heads and you know big uh, big black eyes if you look at an, a white owl from a distance they kind of form that shape of an alien you know like, you know, the big head with the, with the big, big black, black eyes. eyes. I mean, they're probably the ones standing outside in the tree branch looking at <laughs> you. Who at you during the day? <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that it could be. I mean, that could be a, a reason why people think they see an owl. It's just the alien just creeping out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really creepy. You should watch the movie. It's called The Fourth Kind. <laughs> Oh, I knew it sounded familiar. <laughs> <laughs> movie really scared me and it made me believe in aliens. <laughs> Well, but apparently that movie is based on a true, a true story. story. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, Tom? No, I've never seen that. It's called The Fourth Kind. The yeah. Fourth Kind, yeah. It, I mean, I watched. I've seen it a couple times, but then I recently watched it with Natalie. I think maybe a few months ago, we were. She was telling me about it, but it, you know, it was like a blur because it was one of those movies that I really didn't really care about because it's like has cut on, cut in scenes from at the actual recordings footage. of the mm-hmm. of footage. But and I'm not a big found footage guy. Mm-hmm. But after I watched it, I was like, you know, this is actually pretty interesting. And then I read that it was supposedly, or it is based on a true story of uh, an alien abduction that happened. Yeah, in Alaska. And apparently a lot of them happen up there. Oh. Yeah. Do um do you believe in aliens, Tom? Um, I, I would say I'm more likely to believe in aliens than I am in, like, the superstitions. Like, to, to think that we're alone in the in the entire like galaxy is kind of insane. I don't know if they're watching us or care about us, but yeah, I do believe there's something out. Yeah, I agree with I agree with you. The uh, whole superstition thing, com- you know, with the aliens, I I kind of will believe like ninety nine point nine percent more on the aliens than I would on the superstition that you know there's no proven fact that it's true. It's just something that you kind of. You know, that's just your own belief, but it's something I don't believe in. So, yeah, I I will go with aliens more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, to think, like, if you look at, like, like, you know, they always show those pictures of, like, this is what our planet looks like, and this is what our galaxy looks like, and this is what, like, if you keep going out and out and out and out and out, I mean, the chances of us being completely alone are insane. Like, there's no way there has to be more out there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I do believe that there's something out there. It might not be like our form yet, but it might be like even living organisms and stuff. But who knows how advanced or whatever these things are. 
Yeah, I mean, I I personally think that there is some kind of life form out there. If they're extremely stupid smart, smarter than us, maybe other bacterias or um, insects or anything that's on another planet, but it's still a living form. It's still form. life, yeah. Yeah, it's still life. But like you said, you know, you, you compared it to how big the universe, galaxies, you know, whatever how big it is compared to what the size that we are there has to be something out there yeah yeah and absolutely have you ever had um you know something that you may might have seen in the sky that you kind of made you think could that have been a ufo yeah i mean you always like when you stare up at nighttime you'll see like something that just moves at a weird angle or like you're just like oh well, that doesn't look like it's flying at the right you know trajectory it kind of like changes and things like that but who knows if that's you know could be stars could be anything yeah yeah for me i was actually driving home from work one day i think i called you right after mm -hmm. that i was driving and i look up because i never like look up at the sky while i'm driving but i noticed like a really bright light at like four o'clock in the afternoon in the summer and i'm like what is that and i'm like looking looking and it's just moving and then when i whip out my phone trying to record it while i'm driving <laughs> it, it seems like a bad idea <laughs> i know i know but i was alone on the road so that was okay <laughs> but yeah i i I freaked out. I called Victor. I was like, I think I saw a spaceship. <laughs> and I'm not one to like, I logically think about it like, no, it was just a plane or something. But that definitely wasn't a plane. It was way too bright and it was too like light out. Like the sun was out and everything. Something that was like completely standing out in the yeah. sky. They just grabbed your attention. Yeah. I don't normally like get distracted like that, especially from like something in the sky. Yeah. So I was just like, whoa, that is way too bright. What is that? What is that that we're seeing? Yeah. Um, I've had a few experiences. Not, uh, I would say they weren't too crazy. It was just something I saw in the sky that were very questionable. I used to live in this home in Somerset in New Jersey, which is, um, I think this was going to be about 10 to 15 years ago, you know, more or less. And um, we, the area before it got very populated, you can see pretty much every single star in the sky. I mean, maybe even the Milky Way, but it was very dark and you can see so many stars. And sometimes I will stand out there and just, you know, just look up there. Just look at all the stars and stuff. And there was a few nights that I saw. Uh, and I know it was on a satellite because this thing was moving at such a speed and it stopped and it made, you know, it would just move in different directions. And I saw it a few times, a few nights, but it was so hard to see, though, because it was like this little white speck that it wasn't bright it was just like very dim just like going across the sky makes a stop and then just suddenly shoot out to like you know to nothing and just completely disappear at first i thought it was a satellite so i downloaded an app at the time and um i downloaded this uh satellite app so i started started looking to see where the satellites were and nothing was in the in the in that area that that the app was telling me about but also the other thing is just the way the speed that it just, you know, just shot out after it stopped. It was very questionable that I know of. Nothing like that is really out there that can just stop and it just, you know, keep going, make a sharp right turn. You sure it wasn't just Alex shining a flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> you sure you didn't drink the muddy water? No, that, no, <laughs> I, I wasn't drinking water at that time or anything alcohol, you know, alcoholic. <laughs> But yeah, that would be my only experience with anything that was UFO related. You know, I still sometimes wonder. Like, there was one time I went camping, maybe three, four years ago, and um, I went to photograph the Milky Way. But that's all I kept thinking is just looking out into the sky and see if I can find something that's moving. But you know, you still saw planes. You would see the satellites that will pass by because it was completely pitch black that you couldn't even see your hands in front of your face but nothing like that i've ever seen since since those nights that i used to live at that home i remember there was a um there was a tv like special tv thing back in like the i, I want to say like late mid 90s probably and so i was probably at that point probably like 10 or 11 years old i'd say and i don't remember what it was called but they like it was like back before like the Blair Witch Project. So they like, they claimed it was like, 
the same thing like you were saying before it was like documentary footage that they found somewhere and it was about these like this family like that was having thanksgiving dinner and these aliens came and i just remember it scaring the bejesus out of me for years yeah i know which one you're talking about it was on fox Yes, it uh, was. Yeah, I remember. It, I think it was right after Cops, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember. I, you know, I've tried so hard to try to find it, but I honestly have never been able to find any. You know, I can find it because there was actually because it turns out that the one little kid on it was actually on a Nickelodeon show, and that's how I found it. Oh yeah. In, yeah, that's the only way I ever found it. What kid was it? I don't remember. Uh, if you guys talk for a minute or so, a minute or so, I'll try to find it. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this episode, this show that showed up, showed up on Fox is apparently was like a real abduction. Like you know, the whole they filmed it. They filmed it. Yeah, oh, it was like cool. an hour. Ep- it was like an hour show. But I can't remember much of it because I was very young. Yeah, like maybe eight or nine years old. Uh, I must have been a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't born yet. <laughs> no, I was. I just wasn't but... at the Fox. I was probably in bed, <laughs> getting abducted. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. Okay. Okay. I think this is it. Uh, yeah, like... it was from 1998. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, so it was actually a little later than I thought. So why the hell was I scared of that? I was like <laughs> 17 years old. I was, I was 29 years old. <laughs> I was a grown man. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I, I remember I saw it very, very, I was very young when I saw that. And yeah, it did scare the shit out of me. Like uh, that time we would be, uh, honestly, I can't remember exactly if I think I was 12 years old. It was when you said uh, 98. 98. 98. Yeah, well, I can't remember how old I was. But anyways. <laughs> hey, you're about 12. About 12, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I remember me and Alex, we saw that. And we were so... Alex, by the way, if anyone listening, that's uh, my brother, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were watching that. And I know after after it, we were freaking scared. It was like... I think it came on around 9 o'clock. So, it was really dark. <laughs> so, any little noise we were hearing, we were freaking scared of the aliens. And if you watch that, the aliens are freaking creepy in that in that um, episode. We should watch yeah, it. Yeah, and there was no, like, Blair Witch <laughs> back then. You didn't know. Like, there mm-hmm. wasn't any of that fake, like, like you thought you were like, oh, my God, this is real footage they found. Like, you know, they didn't have all those things back then. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, the, like you said, the Blair Witch hasn't come. So, we're not even familiar with any of these found footage movies so whatever they showed us at that time, you know, it became like that Orson Welles War of the Worlds. Like you just believed that that, that was actually true. If they would have put a news a news broadcast before that, I'm pretty sure there would have been a bunch of dead people that night too. <laughs> like they're coming. This is actually real. It can happen. We're... I'm pretty sure the um, the uh, camping trips were canceled that night. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going camping anymore. Sorry, kids. We're staying home. <laughs> we're never gonna go out ever again after this video. Yeah. But yeah, that did that really that thing really creeped me out. I've never seen it. I yeah. probably have to watch it. Well I'll, I'll look for it. Well Tom knows it, so if you can text me that then <laughs> text us the link. And then I will we'll we'll, we'll watch it with our kid to scare the shit scare out of her. Scare the shit out she, of her. She was giving us attitude because she was uh wants to finish a uh, a house in Minecraft. So we were like, go to bed. No, I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> you shut your mouth, fat man. <laughs> you go to bed. <laughs> I was like, you can finish building your house, but no Minecraft tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, so she angrily went to bed, and I think she's coming. I think I hear her. No, I don't hear no. her. Okay. No. I thought she was be like, you guys are still up. You need to go to bed. <laughs> it's, it's bedtime, I So um, talk going back to owls, I was going to bring up this story about called the Owl Woman. From the Yakima tribe comes tales of five supernatural women who resemble giant owls dwelling in caves by day and flying out at night to prey on all manners or creatures, including humans. In fact, there are said to prefer the taste of children. Legend has it that they have legend has it that they can hunt humans by mim- mimicking their language. The owl itself is the symbol of death in many native cultures. So owl women, they're a walk-in sign of death itself. That kind of brings up what we were talking about earlier about the one the aliens mimicking you know about the owl mm-hmm. before people are abducted abducted so these owls even these women also mimic 
you know, if when they turn to an owl, they also mimic the language to kind of ease people into coming near them. I've always thought that they were really cool to look at, like I said before, but it also has brought up that they have a little bad history with some cultures. Seems like a lot of bad history attached to them. In every culture. <laughs> yeah, in every culture. And I, didn't, I never knew that. I just thought they were just really cool. And I mean, I like owls. They, they're pretty nice. Owls and foxes. Yeah, I used to think they were really cool because in school, we got one of the little pouches that they, I think they poop or throw up. I don't remember. And you could find like animal bones in it. Really? Yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, that should... was like my favorite thing during science. Like, Oh, well, we we don't live that far from a wooded area. We should go look, <laughs> we should we go look for out. little pouches of bones. We <laughs> <laughs> have bonus to... footage on the next uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, send some uh, bones to uh, some pouches to... Uh, to Tom to open up. <laughs> oh, it's like a new unboxing. All over yeah. of what, kind of, what kind of bones are we going to find tonight? <laughs> what did this owl eat? <laughs> but speaking of um, like native, like, the, you know, like these cultures from the owls, but there's also another Native American. Um, uh, Tom, would you be familiar with the Wendigo? Yeah, uh, I love the study of supernatural creatures and uh, cryptozoids and things like that. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Wendigo, uh, it varies, so you kind of get two different stories. Some think it's its own animal, that um, it, it's like a very skeletal animal. Sometimes it has giant horns, like like almost like reindeer horns, mm-hmm. and it like attacks people. And then other people claim it's almost like a disease. Like a lot of Native American tribes claim it's like a disease. It's like a hunger that's like you can't fill. And if you get infected by it, you just eat people. And it's like an insatiable, it's like a fire that you just can't extinguish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly why should I even fucking read this then? (laughs) You fucking told us everything. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with the Wendigo. Like I've read it just like last year because I watched the remake for Pet Cemetery, And they kind of mention it. In the remake, not the original. In the remake, they mentioned the Wendigo. So I was like, what is the Wendigo? And then I kind of started reading more about it. And then they there was a movie on Netflix, too, that was mostly based on the Wendigo, which is called The Ruins. I think it's called The Ruins. It's on Netflix. So that's where I read more about the, the Wendigo. Like, f- from what I knew, like, the stuff that I knew, I knew it was like if someone ate, you know, someone was a cannibal and they were eating, they were eating humans they will be cursed with the Wendigo, with the Wendigo, eh. They will be cursed, it says here, by claiming that any human who eats another flesh will be transformed into a creature of pure evil. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's one of the, definitely the things that I heard that, like, because cannibalism is so, uh, uh, I, more than frowned upon, but yeah, like, if you eat a person, you immediately, like, get this, like, disease in you where, like, you're just... No matter what you do, you can never stop eating and it just wears away at you and mm-hmm. you just have this hunger inside of you. Yeah, and I, I really didn't know that. I just thought it was just a mystical creature that lived in a forest and I would say, you know, it's like just don't cross its path and you would be okay. But it seems that there's a lot of involved to it that it's not just a protector. You know, and also another thing, I thought it was just a protector of the woods too. Like a Bigfoot like, kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was a you know some deformed reindeer or deer that just kind of walked around in the woods, you know, protecting scaring his area. Scaring people. <laughs> yeah, scaring people more like you know like Bigfoot. But I really didn't know it was something that really involved. Like I think it, I think the stories roam around more in the northern area, like the New England area, Canada. I think. Yeah, I, it's a lot of I heard is more like a Canadian thing. Yeah, and uh, one of the tribes I think it's called the Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq. Um, I'm probably butchering their name the legend comes more from from that tribe yeah i think yeah i don't think we hear too much about that because um a lot of people do think it's kind of like bigfoot's like northern cousin i think that's how a lot of people like a sasquatch type thing yeah. with horns i think that's how a lot of people kind of consider it and what is your thoughts about the uh bigfoot what if bigfoot's real yeah <laughs> do you believe in bigfoot <laughs> um a good question i never really thought about it i, mean, <laughs> I guess i guess kind of i mean uh, again it's a big world out there there's a lot of like spaces that we've never seen before so to say there's not something where like evolution didn't jump and you know <laughs> yeah kind of steered it away from human but kind of kept it like monkey but bigger mm-hmm. I, I i wouldn't rule it out 
What about you, Nat? What do you think about Bigfoot? I think if we haven't found it yet, it's not real. You know, like um, if you go into the ocean, there's a lot of creatures down there. Yeah, but there's a lot more ocean than land. (laughs) There's a lot in the Amazon. There's places in the Amazon that we have never seen anything out and that like we can't penetrate with satellites and things like that so who knows and like evolutionary traits it could have something that makes it very camouflaged where it doesn't almost like a predator you know what i mean like where if it doesn't want to be seen it can just hide in camouflage yeah because i know every year i think hundreds or thousands of new species are discovered and who knows if there's something out there that kind of knows how to hide itself and i mean it's big as woods I mean, there's been people that gone missing and they've never found them uh, in the yeah. woods. So, I mean, I know there's one, I think it might be in the Seattle area. It could be in the Seattle area or it's in the, uh, you know, what? I'm going to have to look it up just to be sure. But there's uh, like there's trails up there that people have gone missing and no one has ever found any traces of them. And even to this day, there's like, I think like there's 55 cold cases that no one has ever known about. Then, you know, nobody knows anything, not even a single bone or clothes or footprints, I would guess. And they've used, you know, drones, helicopters, everything to try to find these people. And it's mostly children. The majority of them are children. Smaller things to catch. (laughs) Yeah, that too. I mean, but still maybe the owls they're not like owls they will probably poop out these uh, their skeletons <laughs> in their little pouch <laughs> but yeah it's um you know the woods are pretty fucking big so you don't know what kind of creatures you're gonna find find mutated creatures by oh sorry victor if you um it, it's a it's a fictional book but um there's a series of books it's called the monstrumologist by rick okay. yancey um it's actually like a really good um it's like takes place i think in like the 1800s or something and he like he's like a scientist that looks for different like cryptozoids and things like that and there's a whole book dedicated to just the wendigo and it takes it in a direction like that it's insane i don't even want to say anything about it but it's a really good read it's it's fictional and all that but it's very good okay i'll I'll definitely if you can text me that i'll definitely (laughs) look into it i mean i'm pretty interested in it you know these you know creatures cryptozoids i can't even pronounce it but you know what i mean <laughs> cryptozoids you know everything even like the jersey devil i'm very interested in it we uh, we drove by the Barracks. pine barrens not too long ago last summer actually i was like i opened a window because it's pretty dark it's so you dark. can see, so you can see the stars <laughs> but i was fucking scared i was like what if the fucking thing just lands just on the into, roof flies grabs the grabs window. Yeah. he won't be able to eat for a few weeks after he had me yeah so the jersey devil uh supposedly is a i believe it's the seventh child of the Leeds family mm-hmm. in the pine barrens and uh when the child was born it was born with hooves and like you get all the different stories like one story was that like as soon as it like was born it flew out of the window went up the chimney and shot out yeah. of it and uh, yeah, that it lives in the in the woods in the Pine Barrens, hundreds and hundreds of miles of, like you know, it, it has like hooves and wings and. Yeah, the uh, I I mean I, I guess it depends on which story you you hear, but I heard it was like the thirteenth child. Oh, it could be know, the thirteenth, yeah. seventh and thirteenth are kind of like. Yeah, the pretty numbers. much unlucky numbers. Yeah. Even four, I think four is a lucky unlucky number too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, let me just give you a little um, rundown on the Jersey Devil, which I mean, you were pretty much spot on. But according to Wikipedia, <laughs> the facts <laughs> in southern New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore, the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, that's L-E-E-D-S, is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves. But there are many variations. This, the common description is that of a kangaroo with a, a kangaroo creature with a goat head and a horse body. It has wings, horns, and it's and very tiny small arms. So it's like a T-Rex with horns. I mean, with wings. Sounds like it would. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so Terrifying. It has, <laughs> it has been reported to move quickly and often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curling scream. So it's like a banshee, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I've. I mean, I've never heard really many stories of the Jersey Devil 
besides the old legends you can find you know online or the weird new jersey books yeah but there was this one time and this is one of my stories right mm-hmm. <laughs> there was uh and when i was in um i was in the fifth grade there was like kids were talking about it that lived in the projects near the um near the Rar- raritan river that they were saying that at night they saw this huge creature that just ran through the through the um through the uh through the streets and it jumped into the river and everyone was talking about it but you know i at that time i don't think anyone knew about the jersey devil and i'm i know it was never mentioned but years down the road when i started reading about the jersey devil i just figured that maybe that's what they saw he took a wrong turn he's like this is this is not my area <laughs> i went up to north <laughs> well i mean the pine barrens are a lot of area i believe i'm not 100 sure but i think it's a couple hundred miles of just wooded area yes. yeah. yeah yeah it's pitch black have you ever drive by there in those woods it's yeah. really dark completely have you, do you live nearby there uh yeah i live pretty close to there not not terribly uh-huh. close but i think closer than you do and tom what's your name and social security number <laughs> we're, we're not i'll also we're tell not. you my mother's maiden name and uh <laughs> and what my first dog was <laughs> but yeah i've i mean i've i've been curious to go down there i mean there's a lot of lakes and uh you know a lot of campgrounds too around there i've been curious but i don't think i'm brave enough to go through through all that like i've been through very creepy Might freak ourselves out up there yeah. like, did you hear that <laughs> did you let's go it's an owl <laughs> <laughs> i think i saw a white owl <laughs> he was like that know, next black. time you go i'll dress in a big owl costume <laughs> and just hoot around you all day <laughs> that's to be during the day <laughs> yeah, that's... is that tom <laughs> what the fuck is he doing over there? <laughs> hey guys i'm just night fishing <laughs> I um let's see uh Tom do you have uh oh no I we have a story from Natalie that she wanted to share us, <laughs> that we were still in the uh Native American topic. Oh, she told that. me about this story I think like two weeks ago which I was like oh save that for an episode, and um and then I sent it to him and he was like oh it's on National History it must be real. <laughs> <laughs> no the History Channel. Oh, the History Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's on the History Channel it's definitely real. Yeah, well, it's not really too much of a Native American tale. It's just like a theory that the Native Americans killed them. Uh, (laughs) I'm shaking in my chair. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. So it's about the colony of Roanoke. So have you ever heard of that one, Tom? Yeah, they, um, well, they actually made a, I don't know if you guys watched American Horror Story, but um, they, they did like a whole, you never watched that? No, I've, I've stopped watching it after season three, the Freaks season. Uh, some seasons are much better than others, but yeah, but to get off the topic, yeah, um, if I remember correctly, it, that's the, um, that's a, um, it was uh, one of the first like early settlements and it, um, they, when they went back, eventually they couldn't find anything. And the only thing was there was a uh, carved into a tree with the word Roanoke. Wasn't that something like that? Uh, right? Croatona, something like that. Really? Yeah, Croatona. And yeah, it was um, some settler called John White that would, went to England and came back to be with his family and he couldn't find anybody that was settled there. I believe it was 115 people that went completely missing. So they thought maybe the Native Americans had butchered them all and taken their bodies away, but there was no trace of like a massacre or anything. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was like, um, yeah, one of the things I heard is that they were massacred. Another one is that they actually like assimilated into the tribe. And that's why they couldn't find them because they became part of it. Yeah, I was also reading that they were trying to do like genetic testing on the survivors of like that tribe to see Mm -hmm. if maybe they had some of the genetic details Mm -hmm. of the settlers that lived around that time. Like, I guess, English backgrounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to believe that the aliens came and took the whole colony. <laughs> it was the owls. <laughs> it was the owls. <laughs> Big human owls. Human owls have been watching us for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> they're the true UFOs. Right? <laughs> they're, but, uh, they're sent down by the aliens to watch us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and also like, like stuff like that. It's just, I mean, I kind of like the lore of it. Like, oh yeah, this whole colony disappeared, and then you kind of try to put the mystery together. But you know compared to what is now there's so much stuff that could you know that could have happened back then that kind of made that whole 
you know, people disappear, sicknesses, mm-hmm. you know, people move, you know, they get tired of being where they are. So it's like, yeah, could have just left. <laughs> yeah. And then slowly everyone leaves. It's not like, you know, they're going to put a notification on Twitter. Be yeah, like, yeah, but, here's my but, new home. But how do you leave and like not like write a letter to your husband saying that you're going to join a tribe? <laughs> it, it got lost. Uh, it got lost. <laughs> it got lost in the Pony uh, Express. Yeah, the Pony <laughs> Express. <laughs> Let me write Croatoa. They'll know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean, though? What does that word? Do? Yeah, and also the words mean talk town or council town. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's going to be a mystery. I guess the only true, you know, of what actually happened there is just going to be within those people that were living there. But, you know, how does a whole tribe just go missing and not tell yeah, anyone? Or at I least... Know. Leave some kind of trace. <laughs> Leave a letter hanging yeah, on the you, tree. <laughs> I mean, even even people who are like hunters, you know, they can pretty much sense the ground or animals, twigs, broken stuff, or even, you know, how fresh the poop is. You know, they kind of detect where where to find an animal. But even, even if, you know, in that group there were hunters, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to track down the people, you know, like footprints, you know, directions that they could have gone. But it still is like, how do you, how do, how does a, a whole population people just disappear? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, also like in the Mayan and the Aztec cultures, like, like how just big civiliz- civilizations just completely disappear and no one is there living still, you know, mm. it's like, they just completely disappear into like thin air. Like, where do they go? Like, why would you leave? Did they leave everything behind? Like, like they didn't take yeah. their clothing, nothing. Everything was left, I believe so. Yeah, it looks like there's about 115 people. So that's, yeah, that's still a lot of people. Yeah, that's still a lot of people to just go. I mean, at least someone would have stayed. Like, you know, I'll just keep all these homes to myself now. I claim ownership right now, because I mean, that's what I would do. Because I was, we were watching uh, World of Worlds um, a few nights ago on a episode on a epics, and I was telling La- Natalie, it was like, you know, all these people that are just that just you know they're living. And there's only a, sh- a small group of people because everyone's dead. I would just start claiming property as mine. Like, like who's going to tell me that's not mine? I own this house. <laughs> I own this house. These stores are mine. Yeah, and- it's like Monopoly. You can just buy four houses, put a hotel right on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> color them all the same color so I know which ones are mine. <laughs> but that, I mean, that, that would be something I would do. Like, if there would be something that kind of just wipes out humanity and it's only a few people left i'm like i'll just start claiming everything by the biggest house in the countryside yeah <laughs> nobody can bother me here <laughs> the aliens don't exist have all the cars that you ever wanted for just... what were we going <laughs> there's no other people maybe i just want to live in canada for a couple of days and then travel back <laughs> but i don't really have remember anything. that documentary we were watching on amazon about that big big bird that was whipping up children and the native americans apparently sent sacrifices oh yeah yeah what, what was that called i don't remember honestly i don't remember i it, know it's like up in like like illinois uh yeah yeah i think it's by illinois yeah it is illinois yeah yeah um tom have you ever seen there's a documentary on um on amazon about um i think it's cryptozoology it's called a paisa bird Okay, so there's a documentary about like different creatures that apparently exist in in the world, um, and one of them was this big pterodactyl-looking creature that existed in the Illinois area. You know, it would eat pretty much the the tribes that was living there. So the tribe made a deal with it, you know, as a god, that if they will leave them alone, they will sacrifice a person to them, and they had this huge like like carving on the wall memorial yeah. like to memorize what was the word memorial memorialize yes thank Mm -hmm. you so and then they said that this creature was pretty much like their god they will sacrifice their you know kids women children you know a little bit of everybody and um it was in the illinois area have you ever heard of it i've never heard of it until looking at it right now it is a really weird looking creature it looks like a Kind of like a dragon with a beard, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and antlers. Yeah, that's a. I, I cannot say I've never heard of that. Yeah, we were watching this documentary, and because they, you know, the most popular one that always comes up in these type of um, documentaries is the mom, Mothman, the Mothman, the Mothman, the Mothman, the Mothman, Mothman prophecy yeah. thing. 
Yeah, so he, they talked about him for a little bit, but then they mostly started talking about all these other creatures that apparently have existed. And a lot of them are pretty much no more than, I would say, maybe four to 500 years old that have existed, maybe, give or take. I wouldn't be surprised if the actual Pisa bird was of pterodactyl. Because, an existing one? Yeah, an existing one. Like, maybe the last of its kind. Because, like, I, like, I, you know, I believe in dinosaurs. Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> and I've always said, even before I knew that, well, even before they started saying that birds were <laughs> descendants of dinosaurs, yeah. back when I was, like, five, I'd be like, that bird looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I've always believed in dinosaurs. And when we were listening to that about that creature... Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, they pretty much were describing a pterodactyl. pterodactyl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, and also, like, I mean, I can't, I can't believe that certain creatures, like the alligator, it's like, like every time I see an ostrich, I always yeah. feel like it's going to chase me and peck me down. <laughs> well, they are very dangerous. They are. <laughs> Have you seen Jumanji? <laughs> they travel in herds. <laughs> like in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I. What do you think, Tom? What are your theories about, um, you know, dinosaurs still existing in in our modern world? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. If they, I mean, like you said earlier about the sea being so big. I mean, if dinosaurs do exist at all, it's probably going to be something like you know, in that uh, the, the Jurassic World, that giant like uh, fish thing, the way like bigger than the whale <laughs> that they had. If if there's anything, it's probably still going to be something like that because I mean, like there's parts of the ocean that we can never get to the bottom of, and those who knows what's down there, but um. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if, like you said, the pterodactyl, if it's not like a pterodactyl, it's still alive. It could easily just be something that descended from it. Like, you know, eagles get huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can, like, especially back then, like, because I don't know how, do, any idea how long ago this was that the Native American tribe worshipped them. When it comes to a legend, I mean, to a story, sometimes even if you tell someone one thing, by the time it gets to the 10th or 100th person, the story has completely changed. You know? Oh, yeah, like, like the telephone game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, eagles can grow freaking huge. Even ravens can grow, you know, can be pretty fucking almost human size. You know, they can be the size of a little kid, you know, like a four foot tall kid. The vultures, I've seen vultures that are fucking huge in our area. Yeah. Because they're always eating deer. So, you know, all that protein also I from know, like there's the, a lot of dead the deer chicken farms. Here. So, I mean, they can grow freaking huge and if these tribes did see a big bird in the sky by the time they told someone else this four foot bird already became a 20 foot bird you know so it could be you know stuff like that it's just people just over exaggerating a little bit on the story yeah oh yeah and, and not only that um i mean a lot of those like um tribes back then you know they didn't really have all the laws that we have so to keep people in line you kind of make these like mythological creatures that like if you don't listen to me i protect you from these things yeah so like you know like i there's a 20-foot bird that if we don't sacrifice someone every year and i have to be the one to do it then mm -hmm. they're gonna eat everyone yeah, yeah especially like uh church goers nowadays like you know they they've you know not getting into religion but sometimes people do believe certain people into what they have to say so they end up you know following them and believing what they say instead of what's actually written but that's it no more bible stuff <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> but that that would be my theory it's just like you know maybe it's just an over exaggerated story about a bird that they seen but you know you never know we weren't alive back then and we didn't have twitter and instagram to post fo photos of mm -hmm. stuff that we've What's seen this big bird i found yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, that ends the show our third episode with our special guest tom i would like to thank tom for stopping by <laughs> well well zooming in he zoomed in into our living room well i mean into our bedroom <laughs> well actually all i see is a spooky uh ghost <laughs> yeah. in the i'm sorry <laughs> i have to sit i have to sit six feet away from victor <laughs> social distancing well, yeah. thank you guys for having me well, thank you for uh, 
for joining us. I really, I really like you know you your inputs on your beliefs. And I'm the glad stories. I found a story that you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, I've never heard. Like I, I love mythology, like any kind of Greek, Irish, anything like that. I love those. I love mythological creatures. But I can, you definitely stumped me on that one. I never heard about that one. Yeah, it's like yes, yes, high five. success. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, I really didn't know you were really into like the suit, like those kind of creatures and the supernatural. But it's something. I mean, it's gonna be subjects I'm gonna be talking about in the near future. You know, a little bit of everything. Cause I'm even though I love the paranormal, I love ghosts, I love demons, but I also love everything else that it's pretty much around all the lore, myth, you know, mysteries and all that stuff. So I kind of want to include that in the podcast too, and not just be focused on paranormal stories you know yeah so study up yeah <laughs> anytime you want back just let me know yeah no i definitely will and i'll definitely give you a heads up next time um when uh when we're gonna do this so because i mean we, you have kids we have kids and you know we have to do this after midnight pretty much <laughs> pretty much yeah that's exactly right and you have to keep it down <laughs> i know that's why i'm in the basement two floors away <laughs> why are you having fun without me <laughs> what's that uh what's that sign you have there a buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> oh it's uh it's actually uh my wife got it for me a couple years ago uh if you ever watch the show it's the sort of angelus um it's like he stabs a demon with it to stop the end of the world Oh, okay. Well, I guess you're into vampires too. Uh, yeah, anything like that. I love right. the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural, any of those things. Yeah, so we'll definitely be uh, bringing up those stories too, vampires, because I know they're being affected now since everyone's, you know, at home at eight by eight o'clock. <laughs> so they're pretty much suffering. We're starving. <laughs> Where's the humans? <laughs> they won't let us in. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you again. Thank you for joining me, Natalie. Thank you. Because <laughs> you didn't want to be here the last time. You were like, I'm scared. I don't want to do this shit. What? I'm joking. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? <laughs> well, well thank All right. You. Victor, I'm going to leave the meeting now. All right. All right thank you. All right. All, right. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good bye. night. You too. Bye, bye. Thank you for joining us for this uh, episode. And we'll see you on to the next one. Be safe and sleep with the lights on. Good night.